You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 405 of Podcateers. In this episode, Mel gives us her thoughts on turning red, the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction celebrates an anniversary, and we share our favorite moments from the ride, Toontown is now closed, a beloved cast member is retiring, magic key cancellation rules will now be enforced, Disney Plus lets you filter the new TVMA content, Encanto gets a sing-along, and Minnie Mouse drops a new album. We'd love to hear your thoughts on anything that we talk about in this episode. You can join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers, but we'd love for you to join our Discord server. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash 405 and click on the Discord logo, or you can click on the link in our pinned IG story. Remember to also check out the blog post to check out Minnie's new album. This is the final week of March Mayhem, and it is still going strong. By the time that this episode launches, we will be two matches away from crowning a champion. We'll give you a full recap next week, but we are considering revisiting this bracket next month. More details in the episode. Let us know what you think. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our monthly happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash fgp and as always a super special thank you goes out to the fgp squad for their continued support well that is gonna wrap up the intro if this is your first time hanging out with us we hope that you enjoy yourself and that you come back again and of course if you've been hanging with us for a while welcome back friends here is episode 405 of podcateers Was it good? Was good? Was good? I don't know. Everything <laughs> is good. Is good. Is good. Is good. And it's nice as well. It is nice. It's, it's nice. <laughs> I mean, but look. In, that? I guess it's given everything that's going on in the world. There's plenty to complain about. There's there's a lot of things going wrong, but I guess we're here right now. We're trying to have a good time, and at this very moment, we're just here. We're, we're having a good time. So if Presents. you're listening to us, you're here. All right, let's do this. You know, I yeah. told somebody that um, my uh, second favorite thing to do is complain. <laughs> you never I, guess the first. My first I like to that do. too. <laughs> I think everybody likes to do that at some point. Yeah, my second oh, yeah. favorite thing in the world, complain. Nice. Especially if it's What's something your little, just. I mean, go to Disneyland is my first favorite thing. And then complain. (laughs) Hey, as long as you're happy with your first two, then, hey, who can blame you? I can go to Disneyland and complain. It's really easy. You know, it's really easy to do. I hear that's in in vogue right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You don't say. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Mel, did you finally get a chance to watch Turning Red? Yeah, I did. Nice. What did you think? Nice. It's so cool, and I would totally go see it in the movie theaters because it's 
beautiful. It is beautiful, and the music is so good. Yeah, it's it's totally well done. So as far as all the thoughts we had about it last week, I mean, we're definitely seeing this from a different perspective as you are. The film was very much geared towards, you know, the female perspective during that point in time. But I, I did mention that there's plenty of things that anyone can relate to in that film. Oh, yeah. Having seen it, is there anything that you would say that Andrew and I may have, you know, maybe we should think twice about or maybe we got wrong about it just, you know, from your perspective after watching it? I I wouldn't say wrong. Um, You guys had really good points. Um, Definitely the middle school thing. Yes. (laughs) Oh, when I watch this, it's like, I think for me it was different because I hated middle school for this sole reason. <laughs> I hated it. It's like the it's just I'm like can we just skip through high school? Just just pass, you know. Why? <laughs> why? Why? Just skip through life. 2 years go. Um yeah, the most awkward and I felt for her. I felt for Maylene and poor girl just she's having an awkward time, but the way that she overcomes it is really awesome to see because it gives other females or anybody, actually anybody, gives anyone that moment of, yeah, I'm I'm growing up and it's so many questions, so many things changing, and you're trying to uh, you're trying to adjust, but you see that and you're like, okay, they overcame it, they yeah. they somehow overcame it, and it just becomes so empowering that it just it made me feel like. Dang, I I wished, again, I wish I had a movie like this when I was growing up because the messages and everything that's said like behind it, it's just, it's not what the critics want to claim it. It's, ooh, how can I say this? It's not perverted in any way. It isn't. And a lot of people have have said about that. And it's like, no, it's not. It's just, it's just coming of age. And yeah, there's awkward moments, but guess what? We all did it. And (laughs) I laugh because, as I told you guys, the first five minutes, I was like, yeah, I was there. (laughs) I mean, not in middle school, but I went through the boy band phase easily. I mean, in sync number one, no matter what, (laughs) I will still fight. I will fight that. To this day. <laughs> 98 so, Degrees, Backstreet Boys, sync, O-Town. Right? What? O-Town, O-Town. right? O-Town, what? <laughs> Menudo. Oh, oh gosh. hey there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Taking us back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so there's so many things. There were so many ways that I found myself relating to this film. And I love the messages the just the different ones and the fact that there is no villain is just a good story that everyone comes to and finds a solution to it which we all do you know yeah so it's just it's so so good larry i'm excited for you to see this because you're gonna laugh and you could go ahead and laugh at me go for it <laughs> when you see it <laughs> But it's, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I haven't got the moment to watch it, but I, I hear from you, you and Hazen especially, 
uh, your comments on it and it's the comedy of it seems really good i just think i've been hesitant because i'm waiting for the kind of waiting for the critics like you've been talking about the noise to go away a little bit and then watch it on like the open mind of kind of like something i did recently which i think we'll touch on a little bit later which i was surprised on watching free guy the first time nice. that kind of applies to when we're talking about a, a tvma on disney plus a little bit later in the podcast I've had an opportunity to continue thinking about it because the stuff is still going on in the news, right? We still keep mm-hmm. hearing about people trying to bash the film and speaking ill of it because they're trying to add this spin, like you said earlier, that has nothing to do with you know what they're saying. It's all about growing up and it's a stage in everybody's life. What I've realized in the last week is that you know, if you have children that are getting close to reaching teenage years you kind of see this through a different lens i think because when you think back on your experiences at that age and how school went and how you were treated by other students and stuff like that in school it wasn't always favorable right so to have to look at this film and to give you the opportunity to see your kids or family members or you know children you may know that are now going through this themselves through a more compassionate lens i think is one of the key things to take away from this film right because maybe you Mm -hmm. weren't taught how to deal with it but this film is making an effort to help you try to learn how to deal with it not just in those awkward teenage years but as a parent and how as a parent you can help guide your children through something like that so it's funny how i took it one way when i first watched it and then the more that i thought about it, i was like wow this is a hardcore lesson for parents about be better sort of situation yeah and there was also that great little like the food i mean food's in the show in the movie for just a small amount but they do that like where the dad's cooking for like two seconds the food looks so good and the it, details. it's like he's like food flying everywhere and it looks i mean it looks really tasty the food in this movie that is you know very uh not featured very much but i think it was like they went the extra mile to make the food look really good for the small amount that it is in the film Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's like a ratatouille up in here. Did you happen <laughs> to catch some of the Easter eggs that were throughout the film? I didn't know. I did not. Maybe one. Maybe one, but I don't think I did. Okay, so uh, it was actually my kids that began to point some of it out. And I don't know if they happened to watch a video or something about it, but they were like, Dad, did you see that the skateboard has a Buzz Lightyear sticker on it? What? I was like, oh, what? Cool. <laughs> uh, also, uh, when they're getting on a bus, one of the signs in the background says bow at the mm, same way wow. that the bow movie uh, has it, the same font and everything. Nice. Uh, on a scene where... She's running through the city. The Pizza Planet truck is parked on the side. Mm. Uh, so if you haven't, like keep I an failed. eye out for the Pizza Planet <laughs> truck. I heard somebody say that the Luxo Ball is in the movie, but I haven't found it yet. So I might have to go back and watch it again to figure out where the Luxo Ball is. Um, but there's also uh, a scene like on a sticker. Nemo's oh, okay. in the background. And then there was one other reference. 
I can't remember. You know what would be nice? If we had like a bingo score, like a sheet, just to mark down all the different things that we would see in that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. Huh. All right. Ideas. You're welcome. Ideas for the future. <laughs> I found the Luxo ball. Oh, Stop. did you really? Did you look Stop. it up? Or are you watching the movie? <laughs> I looked up. It, I looked it up. <laughs> oh. uh, so I will Jeter. say I won't point it yeah. out, but I'll say it's in the scene in the uh, birthday party. Got it. Is where the Luxo ball is. Birthday Clearly, I failed scene. to see any of this. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, if you have any additional thoughts about Turning Red, make sure to join the conversation over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we're not great on Twitter. I do want to say that. <laughs> like, Twitter's possibly the least used social network by us. But I do have to throw a quick shout out to uh, our pals and members of the FGP squad, uh, Miguel and Albert, because they keep our account alive on Twitter. They're constantly <laughs> tweeting at us and commenting on stuff and keeping us active. Uh, we're, for the most part, we're the most active on Instagram uh, and then Facebook. And then, of course, now that we have Discord, that's where we have most of our conversations. So if you haven't joined us on Discord, super easy to join. Head over to the Instagram uh, post that we have. It's in a, a pinned story. There's a link. Click on it. It'll, it'll ask you a couple of questions, email address and everything. You'll sign up and then you can join us over on Discord. Uh, Pirates celebrated yeah. an anniversary this last week. Uh, do we know how many years at this point? I forgot how many it 55. celebrated. 55 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. 55 years of pillaging and plundering. Right. It's wow. crazy to know five years ago we were in line for those Mugs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, those were nice mugs. Yeah. Those were nice they, mugs. They were worth it. <laughs> yeah. They did have oh, some interesting sorry. collectibles this time <laughs> around. They had like a... The, I think of all the collectibles that they had, the coin was the one that I wanted the most. Um, I, I think it was like $25 for the collectible coin for the anniversary. They had like a, a cup or a mug or something like that and a couple of other items. But yeah, it's sad to see that for the anniversary of Pirates, the attraction is closed because it's undergoing yeah. renovations right now. Uh, there are also We talked about it, I believe, a week or two ago. Pardon me. That part of the reason it's closed is because they're also going to make some modifications to help the flow of traffic now that Fantasmic is going to be reopening. But it's kind of cool that they did put up some photo ops, you know. So if you have an opportunity, if you're going to be heading to the park uh, right in front of the attraction, they have the the scene with the pirates, and you apparently are the dog in the scene. Yeah, is how they set it up. There's like a floating <laughs> key, and you're supposed to be the dog weird <laughs> but okay super fun either way there was another one what was the other photo op that they had they have one where you're the um you're one of the pirates who's carrying like the treasure boxes but oh, you're next yes. to like you're next to someone who's doing the same thing which yes. is really cool yeah i like that one that one if you can angle yourself properly that's that I think is going to be the better of the two photo ops. There's a third one too. There's a there with is the, with the singing 
the the quartets. Is it know, a quartet? Well, there's the three, three. There's well, there's four people there, and then you're the fifth. Oh, true. In the huh. attraction, yeah. there's only three, and, and there's a dog and a donkey. If you count those two, but yes. so you're the dog or the donkey. Four. Yeah, you're the dog or the donkey. What? I don't like where these are going. <laughs> I don't this like the comedy. Well played, the Disney. Funko Pop dogs. I'm just saying off a of target. Just. Oh, saying. why would you bring up that? Well, you both bought them. So. I'm, yeah, I'm but right. only one of us, us has gotten it. You, right you aspire to be show. this dog. <laughs> you know what? It's true. Look that that is right true. Here. How so long has cute. it been? We bought them in December. Yeah. I think so. So, here, so about a year-ish, six months, seven months ago, whatever it was, uh, they on, on Target.com, there was a pre-order for the pirate dog. And uh, like Andrew brought it up and he ordered his and I was like, ah, this is so cool. I'm going to order one too. Boom. Ordered. It hasn't shipped. I haven't received anything about, Hey, we're going to give you a refund. It's out of stock or anything. Clearly now it's out of stock because I don't know how they're going to fulfill it, but three, four, five months in, whatever it is, I still don't have my pirates dog target. Help me out here. I I hope before the year ends that stinks it could be tons of different things right we know that we've yeah. had a lot of issues with supply and demand because of everything that was going on and people not being able to bring things yeah all the containers that were stuck you know out uh, on the dock so i get it i who knows my dog might be in one of those containers still you know, and until I get an email saying that they've officially canceled my order or that, you know, they're officially out of stock. If I get an out of stock one, that is going to stink because it's going to be very reminiscent to what happened with Amazon. And when I tried to get the mansion and and the butler that oof, I'm still salty about that one. So until I get an official email saying, hey you're not getting your pirate's dog, then I will say something. But until now, I'm just being optimistic that at some point it might be stuck in a container somewhere and then I'll get it, you know, in a month or so or later this year. Maybe I'll get a, a Christmas present from Target and I'll be like, oh, I totally forgot. This is great. Yeah. You know? There you go. I mean, I'm st I'm on month um, 18 waiting for a Roger Rabbit Funko to come up, come like arrive. So. Oof. And as much Could as that sucks, as much <laughs> as that sucks, I hate to say it, but that's part of the reason why I'm trying to be so cool about this being stuck somewhere. Because I know how long you've been waiting for that Roger Rabbit Funko. Oh, geez. So I figure if Andrew can be patient about his Roger Rabbit Funko, I can shut the heck up and just be patient about my pirate dog. It's okay. Hopefully the stuff will show up. It's just stuff, but I like stuff. Yeah. I like stuff, too. I love <laughs> and stuff. And that's been a segment of Podcateers Shipping and Waiting, brought to you by FedEx. <laughs> Remember. Brought to, you, brought to you by Amazon. The next yeah. time you Prime. need to make a purchase, go to podcateers.com slash Amazon. Click on the big Amazon button and help us out. Is it an affiliate link? Yes, it is. Not going to cost you anything else. Except that we get a small kickback as a thank you from Amazon because you decided to use our link. So if you decide you want to help us out, pocketeers.com slash Amazon and click on the big button. Boom. Good. <laughs> out of bad. <laughs> that was a, that you did that gracefully, Hazen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, hey, so speaking of pirates, let's talk about our favorite scene on the attraction. Obviously, it's gone through some changes over the years, but for the most part, the attraction itself has remained pretty true to how it was when it originally launched uh, over probably, what, now 10 to 20 years there have been some changes that have brought some controversy. Some people have been super happy about it. But either way, I think it is a favorite attraction for many people. It has stood the test of time. It's right up there with attractions like the Haunted Mansion, Matterhorn, Big Thunder. Rocket Rods, I'm naming them all. Well, Rocket <laughs> Rods isn't there. That's the problem. It's right up there with it. It's right At up there with least- it. <laughs> At the, the level of Rocket Rod, People Mover, Superstar Limo, the, hey, whoa, okay. the Bakery Watch Tour. Watch your mouth. I heard Ooh, you say those dirty right words. That one. I say, it's at least as high <laughs> as Superstar Limo and Rocket Rods. At least. Dude, you are tripping. I'm like Choo Choo Train. <laughs> okay, choo-choo. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right. I mean, if you choo choo right choose that there. attraction, that's fantastic. Oh. Right there with you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, we figured we would share our favorite scenes on pirates. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was waiting. I was like, no. the bravest one in the group. Sure. I'm scared. We'll, we'll keep saying that. <laughs> I got second dibs. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the entire attraction's awesome but for me it's always the beginning it's always the beginning where the mood just settles in and then you see like everything from the bayou i mean fireflies people eating monte cristos i mean seriously it's still awesome (laughs) it's still pretty awesome but it's basically the moment we see the talking skull and why it's forever embedded in my skin. That is just that first pirate who's talking to us and he's, he's telling you, warning, can't go back. This is it. Da-da-da. Boom. And then you fall. And that's one of the funnest things that pirates has that opens up the entire attraction and all the adventures and whatnot. That little yeah. part right That's there. That's a great part of the attraction. <laughs> I'm sure one of you can back me up on this one, but I'm pretty sure that the skull goes by the name Jolly Roger. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the setup for what you're about to get into is so subtle, but it's so detailed. They mm-hmm. do a fantastic job of essentially transporting you to the bayou and really getting you into that mood and then it's super spooky there's there's a lot of mystery to what's going to happen and if you've never been on the attraction it, that first drop scares you especially there when you're walls ahead right <laughs> yeah so that's a great choice yeah i mean it is the opening act for the attraction but it it carries a lot of weight you know, for how it sets up what's to come. Great choice. Great choice. Larry, your favorite part. So Pirates of the Caribbean is definitely my favorite ride at Disneyland. That's always been my hands down. So I don't have like a lot of input on good, solid decision of one favorite scene. Um, but I have funny ones uh, because since it's such since it's such a close ride to me 
my wife, my family. I'm going to just give you these random moments, okay? When you go on the ride and you go down, you drop for the second drop, and you're coming around, and there's that scene where you see the skeleton there or the sword, and there's a sand. Yes, Andrew's doing this hand motion. Me and my wife have a running joke that the crab and the seagull, the fights that they have, is our favorite, like, ongoing dispute at disneyland and we just start making like (laughs) things up about what happens like how many listen you just said how many years is it now that it's been going the ride it's like 55 years ongoing dispute of the crab doing this and then the seagull (laughs) just yelling so next time you get on the ride you're welcome but i'll just give you a heads up last time i went to disneyland the crabs wasn't there so he's taking a little bit of a vacation oh no has to happen every once in a while Second is when you come around that corner and uh, you keep going through, you pass the the captain's quarters. There's these gold, the Cortez, the hunted gold there. Well, I have a memory with one of my closer friends, photographers at Disneyland. And it was one of the very first times before all these kids, all y'all had these smartphones, these Zoom all good. Well, I didn't have that back in the day. I used to put this tiny little Jack Sparrow Lego piece on that chest and my buddy took a picture of it and showed me on his on his view frame, his viewfinder, and I blew my mind because I never knew it was there until that moment. And I always remember it now. He's been on vacation for a while too, so I don't know if you'll be able to find that one. And something I miss that they used to have from Yesterland is I do miss the cool mist effect. I really appreciate what they've done now with the new part. I don't want to ruin it if you still haven't been on. Maybe you've been to Disneyland since then. But that mist effect that used to have Davy Jones that come through just was a really cool piece of animation. When that came through and I saw it the first time, I was like, oh, man, animation for these rides is going somewhere with projections being on water mist. And uh, last but not least, uh, for our favorite weird things that go to the ride is the cats. Have a little old time run with I be like. <laughs> it's kind of fitting. I just told everyone here that my cat was eating. That was kind of messing up the podcast. But me and my wife always think, you know, someday that might be us with our cats. But <laughs> we oh, picture man. those sometimes. Being yeah, nice we'll say little like. Little <laughs> yeah, we, we joke that that's going to be us or that's our cats. We'll say like, oh, there's our two cats right there. But those Aww. are my favorite parts of the ride. So there you go. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. the uh, Now you got me thinking about the whole crab and and the seagull thing. Seagull. And if the crab is gone, it makes you wonder, did the seagull finally win? Did he get his end? Never. Oh, just, did he's someone rebooting. have lunch? <laughs> all right. All right. If you go... And if you're there anytime soon, please report back on the poor crab. Great choices. <laughs> now I can't get the cats out of my head. And more importantly, I hear the coughing of the pirate. <laughs> it just kind of You know, he brought up the, the crab, crab, you know, the crab fight. And I thought of the crabs from Finding Nemo, you know, the bubble. Oh, the like, hey, yeah. hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. That's oh, <laughs> funny. So good. I do have a picture of that uh, Lego Jack Sparrow somewhere. Okay. Um, I'm going to see if I can find it. Not right now. I mean, I was trying to find it right now, but it's my turn to go. Um, so I'm going to come up with something. I was going to oh, shoot ahead. it out with you. I don't know if you wanted to play Rock, Paper, Scissors, Lizard, Spock. Okay, let's go right now. Okay, hold on. Do you know okay. how to play? Yeah. Uh, uh, Lizard. Yeah, so here, Spock. look. These are the rules. For those of you that okay. don't know, 
Scissors that's paper, paper covers rock, rock crushes lizard, lizard poisons Spock, Spock smashes scissors, scissors decapitate lizard, lizard eats paper, and paper disproves Spock, Spock vaporizes rock, and rock crushes scissors. You got it? Sure. You tell me who wins. Uh, you can go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My favorite part of Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, you can't really. I mean, you go. You guys get brought up lots of great points. Um one thing I always point out, it's not my, I wouldn't call it my favorite thing. Um, I always say, oh, there's the in and out. There's the two palm trees that are like kind of curvy <laughs> and cross. <laughs> it's like, that's the, you know, the in and out. And I've never heard that. I just point it out every once in a while, but um, yeah, that's what the in and out used to be. Um, but right in that same scene, the, the, the town burning scene, you can't, mm. you can't beat the town burning scene. Oh, so the good. guy with the hat, my favorite character in Pirates of the Caribbean. The guy with all the hats. You can't beat a guy with a bunch of hats and a big thing of treasure trying to get in a boat. It's funny. Um, but then just like, you know, um, you know, I'm a light designer by trade, I guess you could say. And so just the, the effects that are used in that scene going all the way through the um, the the jail and into the the final lift hill just are, you know, were state of the art at the time, and they're still, you know, with technology from 55 years ago, still looking great, still looking like, you know, a million bucks. Um, and then a uh, quick shout out to the um, the beams moving in mm. the uh, that last oh, scene. Yeah. You go underneath the beams moving back and forth. For a, when I first started going to Disneyland, they were stationary, and like the first, I don't know, probably like five or six maybe eight years of me going to disneyland they were stationary and then one day i come back and they're moving and i was like i knew i was like i was telling people like, those used to move i tell you those used to move i swear <laughs> that's why you hear that creaking they play the sound still they used to move and then they moved and it's fun and then it, i re really think a, a nice piece of art direction on the left side of the the boat on the like pathway there there's a dresser that is that looks like it's fallen off the second floor, so it's all like squished and mm -hmm. like fallen apart. I just think you know that whole last bit of the attraction is is really great. Um, yeah, what else can I point out? Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, if you in the <laughs> this will be my last thing in the um, the right before you go to the lift hill, the final lift up up the waterfall. You know, there's the two. There's all the guys having the shootout and the. One guy is holding the other guy, and he's supposedly leaning over the um, the handle of the uh, reel that's holding up the barrels. Oh that are yeah, above yeah, you. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, if you actually look close, the um, handle that he's uh, leaning on is actually going through his body. Oh, <laughs> it, it's you know looked. it's how the animatronic was designed. The clothes you there's a. a <laughs> like a pole and it just goes into his side oh, and then geez. pokes out the other side nothing in the front just he's impaled and you what? know what sometimes people are impaled i guess i don't know um <laughs> Maybe. you do you you live your life be impaled if you want but i thought that was kind of interesting <laughs> be impaled what? if you want that sounds like a good shirt to yeah be impaled if you want <laughs> <Right>. no <laughs> to self <laughs> if you it'll want, be up next week pocketeers.com slash gear if you want uh, yeah, you know, the practical effects used throughout this entire attraction, I think, uh, are just one of my favorite things because 
with more and more attractions being built with, you know, really cool LCD screens and VR tech. And it sounds weird coming from me because I love that technology. Like, I love where technology has taken attractions. But there's this really beautiful element to how these practical effects were used and how they can hold up the test of time that make these attractions so wonderful to keep revisiting. So, yeah, great choices, man. Um, I love the crackling on the beams as well. Like the yeah. where the beams are on fire, like I love yeah, that Yeah, and you part can see too. through. It's like the embers. Or yeah, whatever. that's there's such that a great, great part. photo of uh, is it was it Yale Gracie, uh, in the fire. He just like has a pipe hanging out of his mouth uh, in the in the in the pirate scene. Love um, it. I don't know. It's it's that's a great fire. He's just like standing in an inferno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I I will also select seventeen uh, different ones that I like. Do it. Everybody Um, else did. (laughs) Actually, I'll do three, and they're going to be very close together. The first one that I want to mention is right after the seagull and the crab, and that is the captain that, you know, gets revealed with the lightning. You see the skull at the helm. It's classic. I feel like it represents the attraction so well. It's a blink of light, right? It's a quick flash of light that reveals this skull at the helm, but... You know, the fact that with the movie, it ties into how the moonlight reveals the skeletons and everything. It just it really wraps that all together. Now, whether or not people want to relate it to that because they don't like Jack Sparrow, they don't want it to be tied to the films. It is what it is. But that effect, super cool. It brings a lot super quick, but it really gets you into the mindset of like, oh, there be pirates in these here parts. Right. And then right after that, uh, I love the scene that uh, I think was designed by Mark Davis. It's the eternal stalemate scene where they're kind of on this bar. There's one uh, skeleton in the background that's drinking rum and it's like forever just kind of falling into them. And then there's two pirate skeletons playing chess and they're at a stalemate. I don't know what it is about that. It's just set up really beautifully. It's like a little bar. There's a bunch of barrels in the background. It feels like they kind of created a weird little speakeasy inside of a cave. <laughs> and there's something about that that I just think is so cool. And then there's like the the wheel chandelier that's hanging right above them. So um, I, 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 I just like that scene where they're just kind of hanging out, like drinking. And then, you know, it is what it is so life and weight goals in that scene for me yeah (laughs) yeah i mean there's so much to that scene right uh and then i think for the practicality uh the scene that's right after like right before where the mist used to be they added the new scene that you didn't want to talk about larry but i'm just going to talk about it because it's one of my favorite and the reason it's my favorite was because when they added it for the 60th anniversary it looks so good and it was done so practically that you almost forget that with the way that they brought back the Hatbox Ghost and all the tech behind that to get it to look exactly like we wanted, sometimes you forget that the easiest thing to do is just a mirror. Create an illusion. You know, create the illusion. And and so it's all about how you visualize it. So all of the scenes there just have so much detail they're they're just so fun they're designed really well but 
those practical effects along like like you said andrew like the fire you know in the town and stuff they're so simple but they show so much and they they can convey so much emotion and everything so yeah the, i'm gonna those are the ones i'm gonna walk into those three scenes i know they're all at the beginning but it just like you said it it really helps the transition of you know, you turning into a human and going through this pirate scene after, you know, the curse was lifted when you go through that where the fog was and everything. So shout out to the um, in the uh, the Barbosa scene up on the on the fort, the shadows of the uh, the two guys fighting. I always think that's really cool, too. It's just, you know, it's a projection thing. Yeah, um, totally and is. Then, and then also I'm going to break a uh, Caribbean is great. Um, also. The clouds on the on yeah, the dome, the dome, the, the you know the clouds that are moving around. Um, I was at a um, <clears throat> excuse me, I was at a uh, theater convention many moons ago, and they brought out the um, the device that projects the clouds, and it's it's like a big old guy that <laughs> like big just box, and it has like these metal like sheets that go around and create this ever looping um, cloud thing. And it's, you know, they've been going for, you know, again, probably 55 years if they haven't changed them over to projections yet, which I don't think they have. Um, But it's just another cool, like old technology kind of thing. Some, somebody probably, you know, made it up in there, you know, like, Oh, we need some clouds. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll bang something together in the garage. We'll figure it out. Um, but you know, just another cool, like little detail like that, where, uh, the, uh, old technology still looking really good. That's awesome. I had no idea they were using that type of technology. I really did think they had moved over to projections, but Hey, like you said, pirates is awesome. You know, every corner that you round on that attraction, there's always something great. It's, it's a classic for a reason. You know, so mm-hmm. what changes are going to be made to the attraction during the time that it's down? We don't know, you know, and I, I think that's the hardest thing. Uh, every time Imagineering makes changes, they've always added something super cool to the attraction. So and yes, this is even talking about Jack Sparrow. I know that a lot of people weren't on board when they added him because it was kind of trying to, you know, squish the movie into the attraction. But I mean, overall, it was done in a way where it it wasn't too bad. And uh, honestly, if you didn't know it was Jack Sparrow, he would just kind of blend in anyway. And it's set up in such a way where if they decided now, let's get rid of Jack Sparrow, you wouldn't miss him either. Like it's just set up in that way. Like even in the final scene, all you have to do is remove him from the throne and you still get a room full of treasure, right? So it's not like you're losing a lot, but either way, wonderful attraction. If you have any favorites, we'd love to hear them. Please share your thoughts over on Instagram, Facebook, yes, and even Twitter. Uh, But we'd love for you to join us over on Discord, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, Let's keep the conversation going there. Share our favorites. Uh, since we're talking about Discord, I think this is a great time to mention that this episode of Podcasters 
is brought to you by a fantastic group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help bring you these episodes of Podcasters. Being a part of the FGP Squad family does get you some additional perks, like on Discord, for instance, you have a special section specifically for the FGP Squad where we can connect directly with you. Uh, I like to send out random things to members of the FGP Squad, so you'll get random gifts throughout the year. Uh, you get some additional content on Patreon, like the Podcasters After Show, additional audio files. Um, you get access to our happy hour calls, uh, discounts for Podcasters gear, first dibs at new Podcasters gear, and more. If you have any questions about how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, you can head on over to podcasters.com slash FGP for more information. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP Squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Uh, let's see. Quick run through the park since we're talking about can pirates. Can I walk? Um, <laughs> you can, but we can, can get I take you. take an ECV or something? Yeah, I was going to say, do you want me to rank you? one of those yeah so let's do try. that i'm i'm a little tired let's okay let's, let's so, take a e- quick ecv through the park let's get andrew one of those and we'll get our walking shoes on and we'll start power walking right. over to toontown uh right, oh now. we In can't go because it's closed now Christmas time. Oh. <laughs> that's the sad song <laughs> <laughs> toontown is officially closed for refurbishments they're going to be making some changes including finishing up Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Uh, they're going to be changing some of the other attractions um, over towards Mickey's house. And when was the last time you guys were in Toontown? Oh, last time I was there, I think I went to Toontown, but that's still been a while. Uh, when was I there? October, I guess, or September? Oh, really? September. I haven't been back in a while. I need to get, I need to get my uh, Disneyland on soon. It's hard with the reservation and figuring it all out. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's harder to to go spontaneously, which I know everybody, you know, everybody has the problem with it. But living, you know, far away, if for some reason I had a weekend off, um, it might be difficult to try and get down there. But that's not what we're talking about right now. <laughs> Toontown. I <Wow>. was there <laughs> last time I was there. I, I mean, it is a legitimate thing, right? There's a lot of people that are going through that. And I have to tell you that even being local we still run into that uh if you're not on top of it it's really difficult to try to snag you know sometimes you have the opportunity to grab a couple of spots and so the fewer people that you have to go or that want to go it's always easier but i can understand why you know being farther obviously is going to be more difficult so yeah i I, yeah i think a lot of people are going through that so i think a lot of people will empathize with how you're feeling yeah, but Toontown is great. Yeah, so Toontown is closing. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't frequent Toontown. Like even with my kids, they would much rather do other things when uh, we're in the park. I'm hoping that you know the concept art showed a lot of grassy areas. They it made it look more park like and more inviting. Uh, mm. I think that was one of the things that parents would use Toontown a lot for. It was one of the few places where you can just kind of let your kids roam roam free and you can sit down and they can, you know, go play in Donald's house or Goofy's house or, you know, just let them run and be, kind of tire themselves out. But the concept art, I think, shows a lot of great changes that I think is going to be a lot more fun to be in. And with the new attraction that's coming and the changes that they're making to what's there, I think it's going to be a lot better place to hang out going forward. Oh, yeah, totally. 
I'm excited. It's going to take a while, but I don't know. We'll blink and it'll be here next month. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I think we've for a couple of years now, two, three years, we've been saying that it would be nice to have some kind of wraparound so that there's an exit that leads you, you know, into Galaxy's Edge or, you know, another part of the park because having only one way to access that area makes it difficult, especially when you're on the opposite side of the park. I don't think that's going to be part of the plan, but if somehow that did become a part of it and they did open another, you know, entry point to Toontown, I don't think people would be mad about that. So, nope. you know, definitely worth a change if they can make it happen. So, uh sad news happy news all at the same time because uh you know you never want to see somebody uh, you know retire because especially if you have a lot of fun with them uh you know in the park there's a lot of cast members that really help portray what the magic of disneyland has always been meant to be right and one of those cast members is uh, a gentleman by the name of maynard Maynard, I'm sure that many of you have had the opportunity to um, listen to him uh, lead you through the Tiki Room. Maybe you've seen him on the Haunted Mansion. Uh, you know, he was on on a number of attractions, but no matter where he was, he always made it really, really fun. The first time that I ever saw Maynard was in the stretching room. He was the cast oh, nice. that was bringing us down in Mansion, so... Uh, obviously from there I saw him on other attractions. Do you guys remember the first time you ever encountered Maynard in the park? I'm going to say Tiki Room Tiki for room. sure. Mine's the same as well, Tiki Room. Tiki Room. Stretching Room, one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. Yeah, Did right? The nice. Light yeah. trick and everything. It was so awesome. My fa- my favorite. Yeah. I'm gonna have so to, good, I, yeah I've never seen that, so I'm going to have to like look up a video because I'm sure it exists somewhere. He's oh, so yeah, good, definitely. Man. I, I have plenty of videos of the Tiki Room spiel because that's <laughs> a laugh oh. a minute. It's great. Yeah. So good. Yeah. He's always He's so, so animated. so natural at it. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I don't know if he ever had aspirations to be like a voice actor or anything like that, but if he... If that's what he transitioned to, uh, so the reason we're bringing it up is because I know I haven't said it, but the reason we're bringing it up is because uh, Maynard has announced that he's going to retire uh, from being a cast member at Disneyland, and I believe that April first is his final day uh, as a cast member. Uh, is it an April Fool's joke? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I I I kind of hope it is because, like I said, he's one of the cast members that makes things absolutely so fun. You know, whenever you're on an attraction that features him as a cast member that's, you know, leading the attraction for you. But if he is retiring, obviously, we want to wish him a very happy retirement. Or if he's getting into a career in voice acting, which I think would be super cool. Uh, you know, we wish him the best of luck. Regardless of what he does next, we want to wish him luck because every time that we've been there, you know, he's brought a smile to our face and he's always so good with our boys. You know, we've always gone up to say hi, such a down to earth person. And uh, he's definitely going to be missed. You know, if if he was able to pass down any of his Disney magic to the people that are going to be taking this place on these attractions, I hope they took really great notes because <laughs> this is the type of magic that that make 
Disneyland. These are the cast members that bring the magic. So mm-hmm. let's see. Oh, hey, you know, we talked about the not being able to get the uh, reservations, not heading to yeah. the park spontaneously. There was a report that said that Disneyland is finally going to be cracking down on no shows for magic keys. Apparently, they had not been enforcing this. And there are rules in the magic key system that if you cancel 24 hours before you're supposed to be there, that you would get dinged for just not showing up. And that if you had three of those, that they would block you from making reservations for like 90 days or something like that. Well, apparently none of that was being enforced, but enough people must have been doing it that Disney said, you know what, we're going to start enforcing it now. So if you run into that, make sure that you follow the rules take a look uh we'll try to put them in the blog post i'll try to find them and if i can i will put them in the blog post for the episode but essentially you want to make sure that if you cannot go you have to cancel prior to 24 hours to the uh, day it's, it's you have to cancel before eleven fifty nine p.m the night before so you have okay up until that you know the day changes you can't cancel day of and so 12 in the morning midnight is day of so you have to cancel before then and it's three um if you do that three times in 90 days then you're blocked for 30 days for Ah. making a reservation thank you for finding that i knew it had something to do with. i I had it up here oh did you (laughs) (laughs) i read the terms and conditions nice Nice. well i'm glad you remembered it i had (laughs) a loose notion of it but you know I haven't had to cancel many reservations, so I don't. I mean, we have canceled, yeah, but either. with enough time that it didn't, you know, pertain to us. But keep it in mind if you don't plan on going, if you're just making random reservations, make sure that you're following the rules so that you don't get your magic key blocked out of the park for 30 days. Or charged. Yeah, you or charged. Yeah, or charged. Ooh. Exactly. Uh, let's shift over to Disney Plus for a moment because uh, Disney Plus finally added the Netflix shows that we were talking about. We're going to be moving over. And there was a huge change to Disney Plus that happened along with the addition of these shows. And that is that now Disney Plus officially has TVMA content. It is for mature audiences. And there was a little bit of an uproar from some people, uh, from some subscribers, because uh, they expected Disney to or Disney Plus to always be fully family friendly, you know, to be specifically geared towards children. And uh, it is a little bit surprising, obviously, that they added it, because I think we when we first talked about it and we talked about Hulu as a partner app for Disney Plus, we always thought and kind of heard, right, that Disney Plus was going to be the fully family-friendly version and that Hulu was going to have the more mature content on there. Uh, So obviously when they added this content, I think it surprised a lot of people. Now there is a safety in place so that uh, the very first time that you log in, if you haven't done this already, The very first time that you log in, your profile will ask you, do you want to enable TVMA content? And if you say yes, then it will ask you what other profiles you want to enable it for. So if you have any children profiles on there, it will lock those out of it. But on the adult uh, profiles, it will allow you to unlock it. Uh, If you ignored the prompt, 
then there is a way to go into your profile settings and get the same prompt by enabling it there. So you don't lose out on it. You still have the opportunity to do it. And if you have any children that at some point are going to be coming of age and you want to enable that content, their profiles can be switched from a child to an adult profile as well. And you can, and you can enable that content on their profiles as well. So surprising, but super cool, because that means that we're going to be getting a lot of other content that, you know, is basically meant for adults. Uh, you know, when we saw the Moon Knight trailer originally, it really surprised us at how I at, at how kind of gory it looked compared to yeah. other Marvel stuff. And, you know, it, it was uncommon for them to display that type of violence in the other shows the way that it was. So I have to admit that I'm kind of looking forward to having a more adult side of Disney+. Plus. I'm glad that they did add these. I hope that more stuff comes to the service now that they've opened this door. Uh, and the only other thing that I would hope is, I didn't see it on there yet, but I would like to see... I didn't get a prompt maybe because it was asking me for the first time, but I would like to see an option where if like a child profile is switching that it asks you for a password. I'm sure that it does that now as a, as a security precaution. I should actually try it to double check, but uh, I guess because I was doing it for the first time, it didn't prompt me for a password or anything to make the changes, but if you ever have to, I would hope that it gives you that option. So if anybody has had to do that and you've been through that experience, let us know if that was what what prompt you received. Encanto got a sing-along version on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> I liked um, Jill, friend of the show. Jill made a funny joke. She said, and I believe it was Discord. She said, well, we already had a... Um, sing along. You just turn the the subtitles on. Sing along, right yeah. there. Boom, ba doom. <laughs> it's a great point. <laughs> I didn't think about it's that. It's right there. <laughs> That's a great point. That's not my joke. That's Jill's joke. <laughs> but it's funny. But it's true, right? <laughs> all you had to do was turn on the captions. You know what, though? In all fairness, I will say that one, Disney's always trying to find ways to market stuff, right? And so, mm -hmm. if this was the era of VHSs and you know the vault and all that stuff this would have totally been a VHS or a DVD that you would have been able to buy at a brick and mortar store as another edition of the film so mm -hmm. on top of that there are people that still struggle on figuring out just how to turn the captions on their TV so I, I understand why they just make it easy and they're just like, here's the regular, here's the one with subtitles already. Well, it makes True. it fun and there's probably like a bouncing ball and it tells you when to sing. Like if you're not, if you're not rhythm, rhythmically challenged, you know, maybe the bouncing ball helps you sing along a little bit. That's true. Maybe. That's true. <laughs> the, the artistic part of it, I think, is the best part. Like you said, it is, it is going to look better than closed captions, right? Having the little ball or whatever. Maybe it's one of the mice that Bruno has that bounces around. They're having fun. Aw. <laughs> They're just like, wee, bouncing from word to word. I don't know. I word. can find out right now <laughs> while you're talking. I'm going to find out. <laughs> That's so funny. So Encanto has a sing-along. 
Uh, I mean, look, it's I'm not going to say that we gave them the idea for this when we talked about how the uh, the encounter with Mirabel in in Frontierland, you know, should be a sing along. And then a week later, we get a sing along version on Disney Plus. I mean, we're not going to say that that came from us, but, you know, you know, my address, Disney, send me a check. Just, you know, I'll split (laughs) it with the with the group here. It's fine. Uh, or if you just want to cut us a, a couple free years of Disney Plus for the idea, I think we're good. I think we'd be fine with that, too. Pass All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The answer is there is no bouncing ball. Oh, oh. what? It, it goes. The text is, is green and then it turns purple when you're supposed to sing. Oh. Ooh, it's nice text, but, you know, it's there. Uh, at least it's highlighted. At least there was some it's effort. It's like, yeah. There's something. It's not just like the words there, but <laughs> they just turned on the captions and they ran a highlighter yeah, that, over it. Yeah, and they screen recorded it. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you were looking for it, it's there. And if you weren't looking for it, guess what? It's there. So now you can have a sing along version of Encanto and sing along with your heart's desire, which is funny well, because yeah. I'm sure that by the time that sing along version was introduced, everybody already knew all of the words. They don't need the sing-along version it's one of the most popular films in the last five months so i work in um one of my jobs is at a a theater we do a lot of youth theater and uh you just walk in sometimes and there's like 35 children just screaming we don't talk about bruno like at the top (laughs) of their lungs it's not uncommon occurrence in my line of work it's it's bizarre (laughs) that's awesome uh what did they just open up you just posted about this recently. There was a production that just opened. What was it? Oh, uh, yeah. We just are. Uh, we're in this weekend. We uh, did three sold out shows of Disney's Descendants. Descendants. The musical. That's what wow. it is. Yeah. So cool. How did that go? It's got great. The first weekend sold out. The um, second weekend, we have like, I don't know, a handful of tickets, like 40 tickets or something for the whole weekend left. Well, maybe less than that. Less than 40 tickets left for the whole weekend. It's it's selling really well. Seems to be very popular. I did the set and light design. Um, and, yeah, the whole team's great. The show is fun. I mean, it's not my kind of movie, but I, I like what we did with the show and how everybody on the team, you know, worked together, made this show. It's, it's a really fun show. It's rock and roll is my, uh, my take on it. A lot of rock and roll lighting and and fun just fun fun silly stuff in the show right on that is fun all right we're gonna go into our final topic of the day since we're talking about singing and music but before we do do want to give a quick march mayhem update we are officially in week three of March Mayhem. By the time that you're listening to this, we're already going to be gearing up for the second semifinals match and then the final or the championship match on Friday. We're recording this uh, as the first of two more round two uh, battles are going to be going down. Dole Whip versus Chimichanga is going down right now. Uh, I'm still hoping that my pick makes it all the way to the end. Uh, I'm happy that it's gotten this far. I know it's just round two, but look, my track record hasn't been great with selecting winners. So the fact <laughs> that it already got into round two, whoo, so happy about That's that. That's a win. Yeah, super <laughs> win. Are you kidding me? 
so yeah. in the plus column. So this week is going to be super exciting because we do have Dole Whip versus Chimichanga to uh, finish up round one in that bracket or round two in that bracket. Popcorn versus Beignet. Uh, round two has already completed on the lower part, and we have Churro versus the Mickey Ice Cream Bar for a spot in the championships. Uh, it's going to be interesting because I think, Mel, you said on the Instagram post for today that it's getting harder and harder the more we're, the deeper we're getting into the tournament because the favorites are really starting to narrow down. I'm surprised Jimmy Chonga made it this far. I thought turkey leg was going to knock it right. It's a solid choice. I know. I love chimichangas, and I'm not a fan of turkey legs. But I'm just surprised that, you know, there's a lot of people out there like me. Chimichangas, great. Turkey leg, big thumbs down. <laughs> I can't be mad at it. It's a great choice, you know, either yeah. way. So, but uh, chimichanga, dude. I mean, I don't know where it is right now, but I can tell you that six hours into the voting that – the Dole Whip was whipping chimichanga, dude. It was like 100% Dole Whip, zero chimichanga votes. I voted for chimichanga just to give it a chance. Um, I, it's It stands no chance against the Dole Whip. I think when I voted, it was like 6% chimichanga, 90, 94% Dole Whip or something. Well, I just checked. Uh, I'm on the I'm on it right now. It is at 91% Dole Whip, 9% chimichanga. Whoa, I moved Yay. up. Yeah. I mean, can it catch up? It's got over 12 hours left no as far as where we are from the point that we're recording. Uh, I agree with you, Larry. I don't think Take it from an Oakland Athletics fan. You know when you're done, it's over. Aww. Aww, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Aww. definitely. Oh, man. I know that feeling, too. <laughs> oh, dude. So there you go. March Mayhem is going to be wrapping up at the end of the week. Uh, just so you know, we have talked about, before the competition started and before we put this bracket out, there was talk about doing a full-blown savory versus sweet. And so all of the sweet things would be on one side, savory would be on the other, and they would go head-to-head, -head, and the final two would, you know, would be salty versus savory, or savory versus sweet. And so I don't know if we're going to do it, but maybe we'll do March Mayhem in April, and we'll, we'll use the same snacks – but we'll go salty or savory versus sweet. Uh, if there's enough interest in it, we'll do it. Uh, maybe we'll put a poll up, you know, leave a comment, let us know if that's something that you'd be interested in. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should put a number to it. Like if we could get like, I don't know. What's a good number? Like I 50 people. No. Just oh, one of we take away, <laughs> 50 people. Take away the winner. I would say take away the winner. And maybe two that made to the semifinals, and then let's give other ones top, a chance. So we take the top four out of it. Yeah, let's oh, let's do okay. that. Give them another chance of redemption. Interesting. The losers bracket. I was Yay. about to say redemption. <laughs> this sounds like when Yay. I was in middle school, and they're like, "All right, here's the consolation bracket." <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's they do that in. Uh, there's some sport that does that, right? They're like, "Okay, here's all the stuff all you of them. You get a skating. chance to be." <laughs> Did you say figure skating? Is that what I you think said? so? They go into like a, a not a losers bracket, but they go into like a second bracket and a third. <laughs> if you ain't Something first, like you're last, Larry. No, I used to like that joke. I did, but that's that is a good one. I love Talladega Nights, but I, I'm I'm with it. I like the idea. I just like man, 
I think it's it's hard to say. I feel like for me, I, I think it's almost like there's so much more you could go on too. Like that should be open out there too. Like there might be other things Ryan think about that we heard a couple of suggestions, like people saying, "Yeah, Maybe add this to the bracket," and then it creates like a bigger one for next year's March Madness because now we have two brackets to work from from the previous year. Mm-hmm. All Can't right, someone do yeah. the repeat. All right. You know Next what? year we're doing 32 teams. <laughs> no, no. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> uh, but if we do have enough snacks to replace at least the final four and we can still have 16 savory and 16 sweet, then maybe we should do March Mayhem in April. And then we'll split it sure. up. You know, because we've had a number of people request or or comment throughout the competition saying it should have been this way. And, uh, you know, we had that conversation. It was something that Andrew brought up really early on in the competition. And ultimately, we went with mixing them all up. But now, you know, maybe we'll do another version of the tournament next month. Hmm. Yeah. Why not? Let us know. Yeah. Let us know. If you guys want it, we'll do it. If not, maybe we'll do it next year or something. But, yeah, let us know. Uh, okay, so the final thing that we're going to be talking about in today's episode is uh, Minnie Mouse released uh, an album. She yeah. released a music album. Uh, super cool. The album is called uh, Lo-Fi Mini Focus. Uh, are any of you familiar with lo-fi music? Yes. Okay. So only only recently, when you guys were telling me about it. Yeah. So, uh, I've I've listened to lo-fi music for a while now, several years. Except that the name lo-fi music became really popular over the last two years. Uh, Before that, it was commonly known as chill hop because it was a branch of hip hop music that was recorded in low fidelity, and uh, it normally had like pops and hums and hisses and uh the music was brought down uh to sound like an old like record player with like really horrible speakers or am radio at times and when it's done right it's kind of relaxing and i've i've heard people joke about it and call it jazz for millennials and (laughs) i (laughs) I, I kind of get where that comes from because it does kind of have a standard jazz vibe to it at times, uh, depending on the song, obviously. But uh, overall, like lo-fi music got really popular when uh, a Japanese DJ, he's a producer and a DJ, his name is Nujabiz, I think. Um, and then there was an American rapper by the name of Jay Dilla, they took elements of hip hop and electronic music and jazz and they were the ones that kind of became the grandfathers of this lo-fi like chill hop sound and from there it i mean it just kind of evolved right and over the last several years it's become Uh, It's become really prominent on YouTube and other platforms because a lot of people use it to study. If you're trying to concentrate, you can like just put it on in the background. Uh, There's a lot of looping that goes on uh, and there's a lot of studies that kind of 
talk about how having something like chill hop music uh, or this lo-fi music in the background allows you to engage with what you're learning a little bit more because uh, when you have things with lyrics or when you're listening to the radio or a podcast or something, there's a lot of talking that might distract you from concentrating on what you're doing. But lo-fi music is made in such a way that it triggers like certain parts of your brain. It has a way of helping the front lobe of your brain focus. And so uh, that's the primary reason why a lot of people use it primarily for studying sessions or when you really need to concentrate. So uh, the bassiness of it, like, I'd, I don't know how to describe it other than the fact that a lot of the one that I listen to, like I listen to all sorts of, of chill hop or lo-fi music. Um, the way that it's arranged, it, it kind of boosts your mood. Like, I don't know how else yeah, to describe it, it. Like it just, it makes you happier. Like it feels really calm. It has this really great way of kind of helping it's... crap just melt away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it doesn't um, distract you. Exactly, exactly. Because you could be working with something or working on something and listen to something, and you'd be like, oh, there's an idea, and your brain just goes with it. This is the kind of music that just lets you get what you need to do, and just it just you're like in the zone of things and zen, and just I love it. I love that kind of music. Like, it is so relaxing. This is like a good time to actually drop it because it's kind of a stressful time. So good job on that. Seriously, I can't wait to hear it. I'm excited. And it's already on Spotify. So there you go. And I'm sure everywhere else. You can actually find it in a couple of places. The Disney Vivo channel uh, posted Ooh. all 10 tracks on their YouTube so if YouTube is the way that you tend to listen to this type of music, uh, you can add it to your playlist because all 10 tracks are available individually. Uh, nice. If like Spotify is the way that you like to consume your music, then there is uh, a Spotify album. I'm sure that other services have it available as well. But uh, for this particular album, if you go to podcasters.com slash 405, I will add the playlist uh, so that you can check it out. We'll also post it. Uh, we'll post a link in our Instagram stories. The The album itself uh, is really fun. It's really good. Uh, I've had an opportunity to listen to it, and I really enjoyed you know, what was on the album. I think some songs are stronger than others. Uh, I have any of you had an opportunity to listen to any of the tracks on the album? I have. Um, I listened to it this weekend. Me and my wife are looking forward to this because we've been into the lo-fi thing since 2020. Like we're totally the ones that bought into the lo-fi beats to help chill with everything that was going nice. on. And I believe in the whole unlocking it. We now, I don't know for me, but for me, I was going to say, I don't know for both of us is that we listened to it before we were about to go to the park on Saturday and it might become one of those things where we're like, we got to listen to it before we go to the park every time. Cause it kind of like set the mood of like, we're just getting ready. You know, you're getting on your shirts, you're not just putting on makeup. Maybe you're coming like doing your thing. Like you just got out of the shower, getting your hair ready. It like has this beat. Like I totally agree where you're kind of like just, and you're getting the subtle tones of Disney 
So you kind of get like these quick moments of like, oh, oh, I get to hear that in the park or, oh, I'll hear that ambience or that song or I'll be by that land. Kind of gives you like a, a mind point of like maybe it starts creating those juices. Like if you go to the park a bit, then uh, either this is like the I'm craving to go to the park soundtrack or if you go a bit, this will give you ideas to be like, oh, maybe I should stop there and enjoy this a little bit. I haven't done that in a while. I haven't been in that area. It it was a really good set the tone kind of tracks to listen to before we went. Not necessarily when we were driving. I think it might be a little different, but when we were like getting ready, it was cool. It was a cool thing to listen to. Yeah, last thing you want is to be that relaxed when you're driving. So good choice. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in truck, yeah. maybe. <laughs> uh, so the the ten tracks that are essentially recorded in this lo-fi style uh, are Akuna Matata, How Far I'll Go, Go the Distance, Into the Unknown, A Whole New World, Un Poco Loco, Almost There, I Just Can't Wait to Be King, You've Got a Friend in Me, and Under the Sea. Now, uh, I have to ask you, Larry, since you've had an opportunity to listen to it, uh, what would you say your top like two or three songs were from the album? How Far I'll Go was a good set. Yeah. That's the second song. I think that really kicked in through. Whole New World, I'm definitely a Latin fan, so that was a nice rendition of those tones in that one. And You've Got a Friend in Me. Yeah. I mean, it's a hard one not to not like just generally anybody's rendition of that song. Uh, but that one, it really does kick through on this one. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, overall, I think they did a really great job with – with kind of translating into this lo-fi style lo-fi i i hate to say it but it's something that you could really easily get wrong and i think on this album there are some songs that are stronger than others when it comes to really mm-hmm. showing it uh, i think the the one that's recorded with like in the lowest possible fidelity is a whole new world that was the one that sounded like really old and it had like much more like sound effects, the hissing and popping and all that stuff. However, it doesn't take away from the experience, right? If you can just kind of meld into it, then it doesn't take away from the experience of the song. Um, and I like for me, I would say the top three, like possibly number one was almost there. I think that what they did with that song is like, possibly the best one on this album and then go the distance and then akuna matata were like my my top three so i think it is about lo-fi too like everyone has different versions of songs that they like that's what's yeah there's kind of yeah combined sound like you're talking about yeah everybody's brain does fire at different cylinders right so we all connect with it on different levels um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Disney has uh, a history of taking a lot of their popular music and creating renditions of it in different styles to try to bring it to other genres to kind of broaden the scope of the music style. I think that uh, many artists have done a really great job of transitioning or bringing certain songs to life. Like, for instance, you know, talk about just performing live you know we talk about our friends from fat cat swinger you know one of my favorite songs that they do in their sets is the tiki room you know their rendition of that song has that like big band feel to it but it's also like very tiki room right so uh i think 
taking music and flipping it into another genre is always good. There's like the Disney lullabies, you know, so there's a way to kind of bring your kids kind of into that music. Um, one of my favorite Disney album remakes was Deconstructed, which yes. is where, yep. you know, the Main Street Electrical Parade song. And yes, I know it's the Main Street Electrical Parade. But let me tell you, it's possibly my favorite song on that entire album. Same. And that's a pretty strong album, you know, to to take these Disney songs and put them in the style of EDM is amazing. They did a really great job with it. So now with the world kind of focusing on this lo-fi music, this chill hop, whatever you want to call it, they did a really great job transitioning it over. And uh, if it's not your style, you know, give it a listen or two. You know, try to listen to a couple of songs that you like. And I will tell you that if you tend to like a specific song, maybe don't start with that one. So of the 10 songs, I think there's a really great variety. Maybe start with a song that you're not necessarily used to hearing a lot on your playlist or something. Uh, but then again, like, I think if all the songs are pretty strong, you know, they did a really great job with all of them. If you're not into it, I think this might be a really great introduction to this type of music for you because it will bring you in with Disney songs. But later on, you never know. You might be listening to lo-fi Animal Crossing theme or something on YouTube because, you know, you just... I feel seen. Yeah, like you just got into it and now all of a sudden you're listening to that or, you know, music from Super Mario every game star wars you know star wars has these really great lo-fi versions available so again podcasters.com slash 405 if you want to see the spotify playlist we will also put it on instagram stories with a link if you want to check it out that way uh totally recommend it i i can't uh i i can't vouch enough for this one i was really surprised that it was as good as it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm excited to listen to it. It's, uh, you know, a lot of those albums, I'm every time they release, like, an album that's, you know, similar to this, I get excited about it. There's a couple they, you know, they released, like, that um, Carthay Circle album yeah. um, many years ago. They also, after that, released an album called Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. That was a jazz album mm -hmm. that had a some good songs and one song that just... Um, hurt my brain oh. um if you want to hear some really really free form jazz man go listen to the their rendition of gaston on uh, everybody wants to be a cat it's um it's crazy it's something yeah it's it's something it hurts my brain i can't listen to it but it's it's always fun i i, I every time it'll come on every once in a while I'll just start giggling because it's <laughs> I, I don't know but yeah, these <laughs> albums are great. Did you guys happen to see the artwork that's on the YouTube yes. um, playlist? Yes. Um, Powerline. <laughs> yeah, Powerline poster. There's all kinds of fun little uh, little Easter eggs there. You got um, you know a uh, a vase from uh, Hercules. Mm -hmm. um, you got uh, what else is in here? I want to uh, say he's got a laptop. Apparently, you know the thing is that a lot of the the lo-fi videos have this mm -hmm. similar artistic style to it, where it's somebody yeah. studying and they nailed the artistic style for this. Yeah, as far as 
how you're used to seeing them on YouTube. So here, before we end the, the podcast, I'm going to play a small portion of this so that you get an understanding of what it's going to sound like. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with my favorite song on the album. So here is a snippet of Almost There. So there you go. That was cool. There's a little snippet of what that song sounds like. Uh, I wish I could play more, but, you know, I don't want to get the episode taken down for copyright or anything. But I, I know you don't listen to it a lot, Andrew, but what did you think of that going into it and kind of being your first taste of this album or maybe even lo-fi in general? Well, after, you know, you guys, we we talked about lo-fi a little bit, I think, on, you know, probably five or six episodes ago, maybe even more. And so I'd put it on at work once and it's, you know, it, it, it does, you know, I get the, um, the, the hype about it. It does. It is very relaxing, calming, you know, it's just kind of like good background noise. Um, just to have, to break up the quiet because sometimes, you know, depending on how your brain works, the quiet is really the, the silence is deafening, I guess you could put mm-hmm. it. Um, so, yeah, this this sounds, you know, right in line with everything that um, I've heard before. You know, there's some uh, lo-fi playlist. I think I just put one on YouTube, just like Disney lo-fi or whatever. And it had the mix of Star Wars and Disney and yada, oh, yada, yada. So, uh, yeah, I really, you know, that I really like that, you know, the little guitar going on and all that stuff, fun stuff. It's uh I think I'm a proponent of of lo-fi. It's it's you know not my everyday listening. Um, I listen just to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> um, but sometimes if um you know I'm working in the office with other people, I don't just put on a random <laughs> podcast that nobody's caught up with or whatever. So it's good to have different options to you know pick from and this is you know a good one that's that's uh i think amenable to everyone yeah and that i think that's actually key what you just said right now because uh for people that are used to listening to a little bit more lo-fi i think the one thing that's going to stand out from all of these is uh just as much as i said that they did a really good job translating it into this lo-fi style it does sound a lot cleaner than most lo-fi music sounds. It is a lot crispier in the sound. So uh, I think, I I wanna say that the reason that they did that (laughs) is because they wanted to appeal to a broader audience. Because if it Mm -hmm. sounds too lo-fi, then people might not be into it. Compared to other music that already existed, compared to other lo-fi music that Disney did not produce that exists on YouTube, like the Star Wars stuff and, and other music that you've listened to, Uh, Overall, this album is going to sound a lot cleaner. It's going to have a nicer sound to it. Uh, It is going to have the lo-fi elements to it. And I would say that the song that it comes closest to the the independent lo-fi music that you possibly hear on YouTube is going to be probably a whole new world. I think that's the one that comes closest uh, or Larry, would you say that there's another one that comes closest to that standard lo-fi? 
No, I think that's I think that's right on. I think that's why I got kind of sucked into that song. I think you're right on the money with the whole new world. Well, you know what? What you can do is just take your phone. You p- take your phone, put the, turn the volume up, and set on a table, and then put a blanket over it, and then it'll sound like <laughs> true. Low and walk across the room a little bit. I think that's you know that's that's basically what we're getting. It's yeah, very true. <laughs> you could do that. Well, there you go. If you want any music that you have on your phone to sound lo-fi, <laughs> oh, no. put a blanket over put it, blanket crank over the volume, and the more blankets and pillows you have on it, the more or lo-fi Or just walk farther sound. away. Or yeah, that. There yeah. You There's your oh. life hack. <laughs> Stick it in a cardboard box and tape it up. And what was go. that thing people were doing on TikTok or Instagram reels where they were like putting their phone into their mouth and then listening to it ring or something? Oh, I don't. Oh, no. <laughs> That's news to uh, me. Well, it was kind of gross because Why? you don't know where people's phones are. Either way, <laughs> there you go. There's another hack if you don't mind putting it in your mouth. I don't know. <laughs> All right, that's it. It's time to end the episode. I think Ah, that's a great place to end it. it. (laughs) Uh, Any final thoughts or comments on anything that we talked about? New Quizneyland episode coming this week. Yay! Preview. What's happening on this episode? Got me. I haven't written (laughs) it yet. Um, I know. I I started a little bit, so they'll be uh, subject to change. Um, We've got a Roger Rabbit question. Um, We've got something on the most popular media. That's kind of a, a vague clue. I don't it's it's hard to sometimes it's hard to categorize some of these things because it's like, okay, the answer is very interesting, but the premise is kind of like all over the place. Yeah. So <laughs> um so yeah, anyway, plenty of fun stuff coming. Quizzyland, I'm going to be uh, writing and recording that uh, soon because it comes out <laughs> soon. Nice. We'll be behind the production. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's. You know, it happens. I, it'll. It'll be there though. Nice. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Every episode of Quizzyland that's been out so far, super fun, great information. If you are a fan of Disney trivia, make sure that you're listening to episodes of Quizneyland. It'll give you a lot of really fun stuff (laughs) to whenever you go to the parks or whenever you're with other friends that enjoy all things Disney. Uh, It'll give you some really great facts that you can talk about and start conversations about. So Country Bear Jamboree. That was my other one of my other things. Nice. It's always a great topic. Country Bear Jamboree. Dude, your commercials are hilarious. Right? Yeah, Yeah, we got some great sponsors over at Quizneyland. (laughs) commercials worth it yep (laughs) all right so on that note it's time to wrap this episode up so until next time keep dreaming keep moving forward and always remember to pass on the magic have a fantastic week everyone bye see ya moment of silence for the ronto rap (laughs) we hardly (laughs) need Part of the Podcateers Network.